episode of Behind the Rainbow. I'm so excited for today's episode because I'm diving into the topic of health and nutrition and fitness, which if you see all my Instagram stories, you know I'm all about. Make sure to screenshot this episode and tag me on Instagram and Instagram stories and let me know your feedback or DM me. Tell me what you think about this episode. Do you like it? Do you appreciate it? Do you want more health and fitness stuff? My Instagram is Elaine Chaya, E-L-A-I-N-E-C-H-A-Y-A if you don't follow me. And make sure you subscribe to this podcast, share this with your friends, and write me ratings and reviews, all the things that everyone wants everyone to do on their podcast. Okay, so today's episode, I've been excited and nervous to talk about this because if you do follow me on Instagram, you know my adventures with my robo robo boot and the fact that I have, you know, broken my foot over the past few months and I was dealing with that. And then you see all of my adventures I do with Trainer Wellness with Mish and working out since almost a year ago. And now I'm doing all these chef lane adventures of cooking on my Instagram stories of all the different foods that I make. The reason behind all of this, of course, other than like needing to eat right and working out generally speaking for every human that there ever was, is that when I had broken my foot, you know, I went to all these doctors about getting the boot and asking them what I can do to prevent this from happening further. And all of them had said, because I went to a few different ones, you need to eat better and you need to think about what you're eating. And I'm like, I need to eat better and think about what I'm eating. I'm skinny AF. I don't need to do any of that stuff. Isn't that for people that need to diet and lose weight? So this is where the big misconception comes in, right? That you have to only worry about your nutrition if you need to lose weight, or at least that's what I thought. But now I've been seeing more and more how important it is for me specifically, and I think for everyone in general, about really thinking about the things you eat and being mindful about it. Throughout the past years, you know, I'm always rushing. I don't have time to eat. Like I need to eat a quick meal and things like that. And after, you know, my injury, I think this was a sign from God and the universe. No girl, you actually need to worry and think about what you eat and be mindful about it. So that's where Gabby Dawn Allen, who is on my episode today as my guest, came in because she has a cookbook that she has written about making food in 15 minutes or less for the most part, which again is easing my time management skills because nobody got time to make good food, but she shows you how to make amazing food in a short amount of time. So if you've been seeing my Instagram stories, you've seen that I've been making all the foods that she's created and they're actually amazing and nutritious and healthy. So I have her on today's episode to talk about her cookbook but if you also follow her on Instagram or just watch Love Island because you're a reality fanatic you know that she was on the show so we talk about that and about dating because you know that's my other favorite topic to talk about and how it's like dating in the public eye for her I'm so curious about that but the plot twist of this conversation is that it turns into the end about this interesting thing about confidence and now she's even dealing with her own struggles of feeling beautiful whether that's with her weight and working out or getting a boob job which she talks about in this episode and grappling with if she should not do it to please the world and society who loves her for not having boobs or to do something that makes her happy. So this episode is about health and fitness and how to deal and manage your own weight and issues and all that kind of stuff and then also about dating and being that in the public eye and about confidence and learning to love yourself. Eating right has become a full-time second job for me at this point so I'm hoping to do more podcast episodes about health and nutrition and learning for myself how to you know help my health and then hopefully inspiring you guys about how to help with your health. So let me know what you thought about this episode. Do you want to see more health and fitness topics again make sure to screenshot dm me follow me on instagram and i'm gonna put my instagram and gabby's instagram and her cookbook all in the show notes so check it out thank you gabby for skyping with me from london for this i hope you guys enjoy Okay. So let me start off by saying, everyone, I am here with Gabby Allen. I am so excited to talk to you. I do a little monologue about each of my guests. So I'll make this one quick and short, but basically how I got introduced to you. So a lot of people know my journey and I'm actually really excited to personally speak with you because this is a very 
personal selfish reason why I want to have this podcast. People know on my Instagram that I had broken my foot for the past three months and I had this cast on my foot. When I had gone to all these doctors to be like, what do I need to do and all this stuff for years, they've always been like, you need to eat better. You need to gain more weight. And I'm like, I don't want to gain more weight and I want to eat whatever I want to eat because I can. There's a misconception that as a skinny person, you don't need to think about what you need to eat because you're skinny. Only if you're overweight or you need to diet, that's when you need to start thinking about stuff. So Deanna Espear, who is our mutual friend, knows everything about my life. And so I was telling her the doctors are saying this and I'm like, I don't want to gain weight. And also I don't have time to make food for myself. And she's like, well, my girl Gabby Allen has this cooking book that A, has healthy and amazing food 15 minutes or less. So she's like, I'm not hanging up this phone until you purchase her book right now because she like moderates everything of my life. (laughs) So I got your book and you've seen on my Instagram stories that I've been a psycho making literally everything. And it's honestly been a game changer and I've loved the food you've made. And I'm like, I need to talk to this girl, A, for selfish reasons for you to teach me about what I need to do, but also for you to share your story and everything with everyone else. Yeah. I was like, who is this girl that keeps tagging me and everything? And I was like, gosh, she uses a book more than I do. And then when you said that you were friends with Diana, I was like, oh, okay. So yeah, I'm glad that we get to talk. But I'm so different to you because I'm not a naturally skinny person. So it's good that the book can be used in different ways. So for example, someone like you is naturally really slim, but needs to eat better because you're not getting the nutrients because you could just eat pizza every day if you wanted to. Lucky you. Whereas I'm one of those people that if I don't watch what I eat, then my weight easily fluctuates. So give me a little bit of a story about how you got into fitness and health, because I know there's a whole story with that. So initially I went to drama school. That's where I met Diana. I'd always danced all my life. So that was like my main thing, dancing. Obviously when you're a dancer, what everybody knows about dancers, everybody wants to be skinny because especially if you do ballet or something, you need to be quite slim. When I got into drama school is when it became more prominent to me because everyone was just watching the waist and stuff. But I had kind of unhealthy relationships with food back then because I didn't really know that much about it. So I'd go on like these fad diets and do all these shakes and replace two meals a day with shakes and then in the evening have a meal. But then I'd end up binging because I'd be so hungry. It was just a bit ridiculous. So then when I did my fitness training, I was working as a waitress selling burgers for like three years and I put on so much weight because I was eating like two burgers a day. Then I went traveling for a bit, came back. I was like, I don't want to work as a waitress anymore. I'm going to go into fitness. So I started teaching dance fitness and that's when I loved it. Went into normal, more into fitness, did my PT training and learned more about nutrition and how to feel my body. I was teaching up to 60 hours a week of fitness at one point. I needed to know how to feel my body properly. But then also I don't want to spend three hours in the kitchen. I want to eat something tasty quick. So that's where the recipes come into it because they are really good. They're really tasty, but they only take like 15 minutes. Which is my favorite part of it all because I think my fear has always been like, well, to make good food that's nutrition and all that stuff, it's going to take a thousand hours and I don't have that time. So I'm like, wait, I made really good stuff and it took 10 minutes. Yeah, exactly. And it looks really fancy. Yeah, I mean, I'm not the best at presentation. Other people helped me with that, but I know now what to put together. So my question is right now, I'm in this phase of my body is not used to eating this much food. So I would make the breakfast, lunch and dinner that you recommend. Now it's too much for me. So how do you balance out having good nutrition without feeling like you're overeating and if your body can't take in all that food? I think everybody is different. For example, I could definitely, definitely eat three meals a day, but I don't because I just get fat. I normally do intermittent fasting. So I only start eating really about one o'clock in the day. But someone like you, you might only need five small meals a day. So rather than having big breakfast, lunch and dinner, you could have a coffee and a banana for breakfast. And then a couple of hours later, have like a bit of muesli. And then a couple of hours later, have like an 
egg. Balance it out in that way rather than stuffing yourself and trying to stretch your stomach because that's also not going to help at all. And also that'll make you not like food. You want to enjoy what you eat and you don't want to just be eating for the sake of it like, oh, I've got to eat this because, you know, that's just, no. I think it's more about if you can't eat as much in three portions, apparently you should eat five small meals a day. So your book is not just a cooking book. It's about life and working out and all that kind of stuff, which I really like. For me, for example, with the doctors, they've been saying that I need to do low impact cardio because right now I'd be careful of my foot and not messing it up. What would you recommend as some good workouts for someone to do? So a lot of the workouts in the book, you basically just need to take the jump out of everything. I also have an app called Fit. We're coming to America next year. I see it on Android. You were promoting that, right? Yeah. Basically, you can still do cardio without high impact. I'm a big fan of the rowing machine for one. That is a full body workout. A lot of women, sorry to say it and forgive me if this is you, but a lot of women, they're not as strong in their upper body. So a rowing machine will make you work even harder. It is predominantly should be through the legs, but if you don't have a strong upper body, it will give you a good full body workout. But if you're doing something at home, there's so many exercises that you can do cardio based. So instead of doing squat jumps, you just take the jump out of it and do squat to tiptoes and think about powering up like a rocket, but you're not actually leaving the floor. And if anything, that's just strengthening around your knees. Because you're naturally a slim person anyway, you don't necessarily exercise to lose weight, which that is a lot of people's way of thinking, oh, I've got to go to the gym because I feel fat. Whereas exercise for me, it shouldn't be like that. It should be a whole number of things that like you should be going for mental health, for physical health, inside and out. I mean, even swimming. I don't like swimming because I don't like getting my hair wet. But swimming, or even bar, I love bar. Yeah, those are actually the two that I was thinking of getting into now. You talked about being diagnosed with scoliosis and you worked past that. You're still working out. How do you overcome that and surpass that and still be a badass, boss-ass workout queen and not let those things kind of affect you? I was quite young when I had my operation for scoliosis, so I didn't really have a choice to get back into it. But also the doctors had said, what do you want to do? Because my whole ambition was to be a performer and be on the stage it's only as I'm getting a little bit older I get more aches and pains because my body is like stop doing that now Gary you're nearly 30 I'm not I'm nearly 28 don't underestimate stretching that is the main thing and that's probably why you hurt your foot as well because you probably work out and stuff and then don't do any mobility exercises I've started just doing Pilates and it is literally the best thing ever because it completely rebalances your musculoskeletal altogether so for someone like me who's got a bad back I need to have the strongest core ever in order to move forward every day. Yeah. Okay. So we also know that you were on Love Island, which is like the UK version of The Bachelors in Paradise. It's basically seven boys go in and seven girls go in and then they have to match up and then they send someone else in that has to like steal your boyfriend, that kind of thing. So how did you get into that show? I was actually approached to do it the year before I did it, but I had a boyfriend at the time. So I was like, no, I can't do it. And then the year after I was single and I was in the prime of my fitness and stuff. And they asked me again and I was like, you know, I may as well go and audition. And then I got it and I was like, what the hell? Like, this is so weird. I mean, my friend were laughing about it last night because my life has completely changed. I don't even teach anymore. Whereas I used to be awake at five o'clock every morning and work until 10 o'clock every night. Whereas now every week is completely different. And I'm still able to do fitness as my career, which is the main thing. That whole show is about dating and relationships. And I know all your relationships are out in the public and it's all over the news and stuff like that. How is it dating for you being in such a public eye? Because I mean, I have a following, but like not near you. And I even feel like going on dates with people when people find out that I'm a blogger, it's like, I don't want them to know. 
It's horrible. It's horrible. I haven't had the chance to go out with anyone that isn't in the public eye yet. I've only been in the public eye for like two and a half years and I've been in a relationship for pretty much the whole time. My first boyfriend cheated on me, so I pretty much got over him. Then my next boyfriend walked into my life and then he cheated on me as well, so... Oh my God. These people are all so dumb because you're so amazing and you're beautiful. Like, bye to them. It's hard because I'm not Beyonce, but you do kind of think to yourself, do these people actually like me or do they want some sort of recognition from it? Because the press are all over it. as soon as you break up with someone in the public eye then you get with somebody else regardless of whether they're in the public eye or not they jump all over it because everyone's so nosy which is annoying because they all have opinions and everyone feels like they have their right to comment and stuff and that's why it's hard with how much you say about stuff like for example my most recent breakup is worse than anybody even knows but I haven't really spoken about it in the press because I want it to go away from me I want to be as far away from it as possible it's hard I was gonna say how do you navigate for yourself for example the guy that I had a rejection episode about a guy that rejected me. He follows me on Instagram. My thing is not as public as yours, but me navigating how to be in the public with that person, let's say, following me. How do you do that for yourself when you're so known and people are talking about your breakup publicly without you even wanting to talk about it? How do you deal with that for yourself and how do you try to overcome that? With this one, I just basically didn't say anything. I mentioned it one day and they just never spoke about it again. And I get loads of messages from women all the time being like, you're so inspirational, you're so strong. I've like given people balls. And then I do get messages going, how have you stayed so strong? How did you get over it so fast? And it's not about getting over it so fast. It's just because my life is very much in the public eye, I do like to keep some things private. I don't want to be on Instagram telling you all that I've been crying for the last three hours because I'm heartbroken. That's stuff that I need to deal with by myself. And then I think just predominantly how I got over this one, I just trained my ass off, got in the best shape that I've been in for ages, went on holiday, surrounded myself with good people, like worked hard. The last few months have been really, really successful for me. So I feel like you have to channel the negative energy into positive stuff. I know that a lot of people may not have the facility to get up and go on holiday, I get that, but there are other things you can do, like go out with your mates. Do you feel like there's a really good dating advice or life lesson that you've learned through, you know, Love Island and all of your experiences? Love Island, I don't think you can take anything from that because it's such a weird experience, such a weird environment, so it's like you will never be in that position again, so if it doesn't work out with the person that you're with on that, then don't worry because you're never going to be like that again. But with my most recent relationship I'm very much like if I like someone I know straight away if I'm gonna fall in love with you basically I think I have to for myself be more adult and take a step back and let things move slower like with my ex-boyfriend he basically moved into my house pretty much straight away but that's also how he moves as well like apparently he's moved into every girl's house that he's ever been with but for me red flags if someone does something very early on and you know that they're lying about it don't just drop it like I know now moving forward that if someone lies to me right at the beginning then that just has to be it because as soon as you let one thing go it just grows on top of that and then also I will never go out with anyone that plays PlayStation ever again (laughs) wait why (laughs) oh my god no way oh like it took over my life oh because you're saying it takes too much time (laughs) yeah I'm like there's so much to do with your life I don't want to have to be in competition with a video game yeah it's so unattractive also speaking of games because I actually had this conversation with my friends last night they're always like you need to play a little bit of a game with a guy at first I don't like playing games I just want to be however I want to be do you think that you have to like think about the things you say and play games be with the guy and stuff like that I don't think playing games is the right way of putting it I think there is levels of not being too available but I also believe like if you want to text someone back text someone back I've been talking to someone nothing to even write home about but this is the only way I can give an example he's very busy I'm very busy and sometimes it can take five hours for one of us to reply but then if I'm on my phone and he replies to me and I'm not doing anything 
I will reply to him then because then the next time he replies to me, I might be busy for the next 12 hours and then replies to him then. So I think if you want to reply to someone and you have time, then do it. But then don't put all your cards on the table straight away. I know that I won't run after anyone ever again, put it that way. I feel you. So my podcast Behind the Rainbow is about being authentic and showing your authentic selves and real life struggles you deal with, which you've talked a lot about in this episode. But I always like to do a little game with my guests about what has happened to you in the past week or so was shitty or annoying that you haven't really shared on social media, you haven't really talked about with people. What was that? And how did you deal with that to overcome it? Or how are you still dealing with it now if you haven't overcome it? Well, I have spoken about it on social media. Boob jobs. The problem is, is that I've wanted my boobs done for ages because I don't have any boobs. And then I spoke about it when I was in Love Island. I literally got so much support from girls for opening up and saying, you know, oh, I feel like nobody fancies me because I haven't got any boobs. So then I had all that support. And then I also have more support from girls that don't have any boobs. They're like, yeah, you know, team no boobs. Either don't want to get a boob job or they can't afford it, things like that. Even to this day, I get messages being like, I'm so happy that you haven't had your boobs done because it gives me confidence to still have my small boobs, etc., etc." But then at the same time, I'm like, yeah, I'm really happy that you're happy, but I still want to get my boobs done. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's the battle between keeping everybody else happy with my small boobs or getting them done and making everybody hate me. And how was that when you announced that you got a boob job? Like, what were the reactions? I haven't had a boob job. I'm, oh. I'm going for a consultation. Oh, I thought you got a boob job. See, I can't see your boobs in this, so I don't know. No, I'll show you. Oh, I like it. So yeah, that, those look like my boobs. Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Any guy would be dying for that little video. <laughs> This is recording as a video as well, so I might have to post that portion. Sell it, sell it. <laughs> so you're going for a consultation. So yeah, that's so hard. Are you nervous that people are going to hate you for doing that? Yeah, that's the thing. I haven't got it done already because one, my job is fitness and I want to be able to do press-ups. So I won't be able to do them for at least six weeks, probably longer to be fair. And then also because I'm really worried about the reception I'll get from it. But then it's like, do you live your life to keep everybody else happy or do you live your life to keep yourself happy? Well, let me tell you, I think that people wouldn't hate you. I think people bond with you right now because, oh yeah, this girl's like me. She's beautiful and she has no boobs. But I think you need to do what you want to and that's authentic to you and that no one would hate you if you just did it and you're sharing like, this is what makes me happy and I love being a symbol for you guys for that and remember, you could see my old stuff and you could be beautiful no matter what and this is what is making you happy. Yeah, it's just, it's also funny because boys always say, don't get your boobs done but then they always end up with someone with boobs. And then what's the reason that you feel like you want to get a boob job? I think it will give me more confidence. I don't want to go to like a G. I'm a small person. I'm only five foot two. I don't want them to take over my whole body. But when I go on holiday, there's only a certain few bikini shapes that I can wear without feeling that I just look like a boy. It's so funny because I mean, I go on your Instagram and the millions of people that look at your photos, you A, look like the most confident person. And I'm not just saying this, but you're so beautiful. So for someone like you who feels like you need a boob job to be confident, that's so interesting to see. Because a lot of girls will look at people and be like, I just want to be like Gabby look at her and they look at you as an example as this hot beautiful person interesting enough you feel like you need something else to make you more confident I know it is baffling and then I have my mum who's saying do what makes you happy and then my brother who's very against it and he's just like you don't want to look like everybody else don't ruin yourself he doesn't think I should do it well let me tell you this my sister had beautiful curly hair we're Persian so she has this crazy curly hair and in the Persian community straight hair is what is deemed as more beautiful so growing up she was like I'm gonna keratin my hair I'm gonna permanently straighten it and my parents were like do it do it and I'm arguing with her I'm like do not do it I will 
never talk to you again. Your curly hair is what makes you you. You're so beautiful. She ended up doing it and now she has straight hair and she looks beautiful either way. But for her, it was a confidence thing and she feels prettier with her straight hair. So it's like what makes you happy is what's most important. Other people can give their opinions. That's so great that your brother is very supportive of you being beautiful no matter what and all that kind of stuff. But I think it's really at the end of the day, what's going to make you happy and she's happier that way. So you know what? Do you. It's so crazy though, because I lived in Cambodia for a while and the chubbier you are, that's deemed beautiful because it means that you've got money. Yeah, yeah, because you can eat more, right? And I'm like, what? Yeah, every community has a different perception of what's beautiful, which is really funny. So if there's one last takeaway, we've talked about fitness, we've talked about dating and confidence and all this stuff. Like what would be one message that you would want people to really take away from this conversation with you? I think what you just said about from social media, you might think a certain way about something. I get that all the time. People are like, but you seem so confident and you seem so happy and stuff like that. I don't think everything is actually what it seems a lot of the time. And I think that is very important for people to realize, even when it comes to breakups, a lot of people think that people are in a really happy relationship when actually it's a load of shite. Or like some people might think that someone's really, really successful in their career when actually I know quite a few people that are really struggling, but on their social media, it looks like they're thriving. I think just mainly that, you know, and I think everyone needs to look after themselves in that respect as well. Like if I want to get my boobs done, then I'm going to get my boobs done. Everyone should be doing stuff for themselves. I feel like everyone does everything for other people these days. I do it myself. If I put a picture on Instagram and it doesn't get a certain amount of likes within a certain amount of time, I will archive it. Apparently they're taking away the likes altogether. Yeah. And I'm like, kind of don't know how I feel about that because one, I want to know who's liking my photo. Yeah. In the same breath, I'm like, yeah, but that's good because it means I can put on whatever I want and not even think about what people like or don't like because it will be, I'll be doing it for myself. And that's the whole thing with the book too. You should be eating better for yourself, not because the doctors told you that you should be. You should be doing it because you actually want to be stronger and healthier and fitter. But that doesn't mean you have to eat 5,000 calories a day. Eat 1,500. But as long as you're fueling yourself in every respect of your life for you, then that's what all you need to do. Ah, I love that. That is a great lesson. And just for you to know, you being authentic of just who you are, what you're going through with your relationship, deciding to do a boob job or not, sharing that with other people, you being honest, people will love you no matter what you say or do. I don't think you should be concerned about that. I know it's harder when you have a lot more followers because it's obviously a lot more stressful. Other people watching you all the time and every move you make. Just a little note for you because what I've learned my whole thing is about being authentic and sharing the shit that goes in my life now. People actually bond with that way more than you think. More than like pretty photos that you post because it's more relatable. Once I broke my foot and I had this cast and literally all my photos are with me in this cast fashion photography shoots. People love that more because it made them feel like they were with a real person. Yes, it's so true. People love it when you share ugly selfies and stuff. (laughs) So just to remember for yourself. Um, Thank you so much, Gabby. It was such a pleasure speaking with you. It really means a lot because I really have been going through a lot of struggles with my health and I just really wanted to talk to you selfishly to be able to understand what to do. And I know that your cookbook has helped me in the past two weeks. Everyone has been messaging me like, this food looks so good. I love that. I'm like, I need to get this girl on. I thank you for your patience. I know you've been trying to get hold of me for a while. I'm literally like a headless chicken. So thank you. (laughs) You're welcome. So I end each episode. I say until next time. So I like my guests to do the outro for me. So do you mind saying until next time? Until next time. Oh, 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 oh